world it's been a struggle to hit that button right there and do my thing Uh, I'm not gonna lie I don't even know how to put this this episode together I just Jay-Z said can I live or rapped can I live and that kind of sums this up can I live can other people live can everyday people just live their life so I'm going to talk about a lot of this is going to be about this Dr. Boyce Watkins and <laughs> the fact that <clears throat> the fact that this brother just and a partner uh, that I'm that I met online who's checked out a couple of the podcasts, he put this phrase that's this that's just so fitting in my head. But he said uh he he, he labeled something drink champs. I was it drink champs? But he said it was one note. I had never heard that phrase before. <clears throat> and that's what this Dr. Boyce Watkins is. This, this shit is just one note, basically. And I never thought I would agree with a Jason Whitlock. I do on some stuff. I do, I do. But <laughs> race hustler, I think is what he what he calls him. Race hustler. I don't know what else to put on Dr. Boyce Watkins but that. So I'll get into that in the body of this podcast. My name is Wood. You can check me out on Instagram at waterbed underscore reg, R-E-G. Here I am talking about, getting ready to talk about this brother. Is the I don't even, these, these freaking phrases, gaslighting triggering dog whistle whatever you want to call it but i'm talking about him and kind of feeding into one kind of extremism and then i'm sitting here the last couple of by the way i hope you had a great holiday season and hopefully you're off to a fabulous new year already halfway through the first month of the year 2022 but i'm sitting here watching this stuff and I, i did an episode that was kind of you know driven by what I saw on TV January 6, 2021. And I did I didn't really have any descriptions for that. Well, I mean, I, I talked about it, but <clears throat> but along with you know, can I live? Just like, what are we? What are we living for? What, what is? What is this shit all about? Right now, if you if you're China or Russia, you don't need to sink another. What is it? What do they have in China? It's not yen. That's Japan, isn't it? Whatever the hell is the China uh, money, whatever it's called. No, I'm not Googling that really quickly. Whatever Chinese money is called, 
and whatever the shit in Russia is called, you don't have to you don't have to spend any more funds on developing any kind of rockets, missiles, defense systems. You don't have to buy any more planes, submarines. You don't need to do any of that shit. You have to sit back and just be over the moon at what social media is doing to the United States of America. You don't have to do anything. Shit, you don't even need to get what are they what do they call these uh you don't even need to get any any office space with with a with a you know hundreds or a hundred uh people at a desk sitting there typing up shit and typing posts. You don't, you can just robot all that shit. You can just bot all that shit. Just do just use bots. This shit is ridiculous over here. I looked at Jan- I looked at January 6, 2021. My years are all messed up. To be honest, this pandemic shit has got me all messed up. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, a year ago. I just looked at what I saw on TV that day as I was at home working from home. And it was pretty clear. I thought it was pretty clear what I what I saw. A lot of Republican individuals were very honest in their reaction to what they saw, what they witnessed, and who they thought set it all in motion and who need to be held accountable for it. 24 hours later that w- that was the story then they had a chance to breathe I don't really think that they they got any new information or anything but new marching orders appear appear to have been issued Lindsey Graham being one of them <clears throat> one of the louder voices and, every, and, and, and several of these guys were concerned and then after they had had a chance to take a breath and, and they were safe, then all this they they, they, they launched and they launched all the conspiracies. And this is saying all because what I'm saying I don't know what I, I did an episode about the upside down aspects of being black that I would associate with with being a with being black in this country. But this upside down shit for mainstream America to not here it is a year later as this one six committee is doing this thing with the chairman Thompson I think from Mississippi interesting that he's leading that that committee on getting to the bottom of this shit but For a country that was turned on its head and lost its collective shit in response to Colin Kaepernick kneeling during the national anthem, 
mean, it was people talk white people. It was white people talking to me all up in arms about this shit. Yes, I'm a former a former service member. Up in my face. A lot of these people didn't even, nothing, had nothing to do, never served in the military. A lot of them. But in my face, talking about kneeling in their country, my country, my anthem. This is my country. You stand and respect my flag and my country. I'm like, man, you pretty charged up about this shit. <laughs> you know, you, you need to go get in touch with, you need to drive out to California, to San Francisco or whatever, and talk to that man. Like, why are you in my face with this bullshit? I mean, people lost their shit about that. Why he was doing what he was doing was hijacked and it it became, you know, uh, disrespectful to America, an attack against patriotism, shit shit was treason, all kind of shit. I heard him out. I had some conversations with some people who were like, look, I don't, I don't like it, but you know, it is, you know, it is free freedom. We do have freedom of speech and and I kind of understand what he's saying, but I don't like it. I could at least read. I could, I could talk with those people that framed it like that. I could understand that. Hey, you see shit you don't like. We all do. But it was people, the, the people that said, this is my country. Like, I'm not standing there and I have I have no ownership to the country. It's their country. It's their flag. It's their United States. This is this just shit that was, was said to me. Never, I never heard a single thing from them about 1-6. I never heard a single thing. I've talked about the outkick.com website and the guy that heads it up. I can't never remember the, the dude's name, the order of it. I think it's Clay Travis. But I just I don't click on the articles anymore, but I go I, I go see what they're trying to talk about. Cause I need to I need to know how they're cause I consider a lot of the uh, the readers extremists. I do. And one of the articles said had a something about uh, the speech that Kamala Harris gave, and she mentioned a couple of uh, important days in American history. I believe I know one was uh, was on Pearl Harbor, and then I'm pretty sure 9/11. And then she said, you know, one six is a day that should be remembered on those levels. I didn't think a single thing about it when I heard it. I didn't think I heard anything heinous, egregious, bizarre, insane, extreme. I saw what she was saying. I don't I don't know a lot of days in history. I don't. I do know 9/11. 
I do know Pearl Harbor is in December. I think the first December seventh, maybe. But I know I know what Pearl Harbor means more than I know the date. 9-11 is an easy one because of, you know, everything, all the associ- association with calling 911. And then it was September 11th and, and, and uh, the towers and all. And, 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 I, and, I, and I, I lived through that one. I watched it on TV. As, I, as it was all unfolding. I saw the, the second plane flying to the building. I'm always know that. And so Clay Travis goes out to his readers and followers and supporters. And he makes her sound insane because she likened January 6th when these folks democracy. And everything that America represents and patriotism and all of this, all of this talk. All of that was trampled on that day. But Clay Travis goes and says that she's a lunatic. She's this, she's that. She's stupid. She's ignorant. She foolishly tied these two together. That's uh, that, that she tied uh, January 6th and, and Pearl Harbor. She tied them together. That was foolish. And I go down into the comment section and it's all it's all the idiots. Nobody said anything about nobody spoke on nothing on what happened. Nothing that transpired. Whoever was jeopardized. I mean, uh, put in jeopardy, jeopardized. I think one person even made a comment that nothing happened other than some black, some dumb black officer. The only person that lost their life was a white woman who had no business being inside of the fucking building was shot in the back. And it was a dumb black police officer that did it. That's one of the comments on there. And that shit, you know, that's that that was some that was a dumb article and a dumb statement to me. And it was feeding dumb people stupid shit. And that's what this Boyce Watkins does. A brother with a PhD, a doctor, Dr. Boyce Watkins. I believe he was a professor at Syracuse. Check online, I think it says he still is. Two degrees from the University of Kentucky and a master's of sciences from a BA, a BS, and an MS from the University of Kentucky, and then went to Ohio State to do his PhD to get his PhD. He's an author, political analyst, financial finance expert, and social commentator. Telling people simple, stupid shit. That people go out here and act on. Like I said, I, I heard the vice president when she said her thing. And I ain't no Kamala Harris fan or nothing. I hear, I hear the lady out. I know what she was. I know what she said, and and and, and the the message that she was trying to give. If you give a fuck about this country like you say you do, then you should have been disturbed by the shit that you saw on January sixth. It was 
gallows erected out there. None of the Republicans cared about, you know, to show up. Uh, I think four officers. Of the, the what are they? The Metro, not Metro Police, Capitol Police. I think four of them have committed suicide. And you know what? Without me being a clinical therapist or psychologist or whatever, I'm guessing that these people realized how bad shit is. And they're so confused about the upside down about this country, the hypocrisy, and probably never thought they would be standing there in the midst of what they were in with people that look like them doing what was being done to them, being terrorized. We're not, we know we're not going to call these people domestic terrorists just like when they got when the right got mad that that Barack wouldn't say uh, I don't know what the phrase they he wanted them to call them uh, radical extremists or terror something he wanted them the people the, some of the Middle Eastern uh, people to be called that he would never he would never use that phrase or he would it was very measured whenever he would use it Muslim extremists or something Muslim, Muslim terror something he wouldn't say that they just they were adamant that he needed to say it and now here it is we turn around you know eight years later or whatever the hell six years whatever it is and we will not recognize what this shit is I'm trying really I, I I don't really care about the poli- I mean I don't know how you can talk about this and where this shit took place at the Capitol building and you know it not be a political discussion but this is not my support of the Democrats They are the ones that seem to be leading the charge on getting to the bottom of this stuff. And some of the stuff, some of the details that I heard come up this week are uh, startling. Star, uh, you know, I. What is this shit? You see this this footage of the oath keeper this oath keepers group that was making their way through the crowd and I you know some of this stuff I'm gonna let the investigation I'm gonna pay attention to it to a certain degree and see where this goes but the text and that's the thing okay so let me back up I did leave out an important part that. There's a process, the court system. If if the election was stolen, or 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 uh, illegal things happened, illegal activity took place. There's a way to. There's a system. There's a process for that. 
the way that the former president and his people went about getting any of that done was trash. Giuliani, uh, Bannon, or whatever, all, all, all of the people. This other, this other guy that I saw talking to the the, the uh, Ari Melber cat with the Green Bay Suite. All of this shit is corny, stupid, buffoonish, half baked. How hard is it to just know what you're talking about and to be able to execute shit and do your job or or follow the, the process? They went out here and said that this election was stolen. And I hate to even this the big lie. <laughs> These goofy ass phrases that we that we live with in this country that are affecting our lives. Like you, you like I said, if you're China and Russia, you don't have to do shit that's complicated. Uh espionage. All that shit is out the window now, man. All that shit is out the window. Put the shit on the internet. Somebody will believe it. A lot of people will believe it. And then just to talk through some of this stuff, you know, makes it like you're defending things that you really don't even. You're not trying to come to the defense of nothing. You don't. But it's this shit ain't common sense. The Green Bay Sweep. Like, and I'll get I'll get on to my thing with Dr. Boyce Watkins, but now and I hear today another one that I I, I can't listen to Joy Reid. This is what I'm saying. I don't fuck with none of these. I, I can't really deal with none of these people and, and the bullshit. But Joy Reid, Tiffany Cross, I don't dislike them personally. I just can't listen to how they and you got to understand we have to understand these, these aren't news programs this isn't the news this is political entertainment or something but it's not the news but I heard earlier today that the Republican party is moving uh, putting out the idea or putting it to their candidates, their people that they won't participate in the uh, presidential debates. That they they shouldn't. They don't want them to. Which would only be one one person. If, if we get to the national election, it's only going to be one person. Which uh, Lindsey has already Graham has already said is Donald Trump's nomination if he wants it. Startling. I'm here I'm I'm here in Ohio and I got some cat name. I don't even know this dude's name cuz one of them is Gibbons. The other is Marino and Marino is 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 putting himself out here as a legalized immigrant. And he has his name Marino under that pro Trump and he's running on his he's running for some shit about uh let's make English 
the national language. Gibbons, the Gibbons dude is sitting here talking about, again, Gibbons, pro-Trump, and he's attacking this other cat who called Trump reprehensible. And he just plays audio of him saying he was a never Trump guy. They made a movie about the dude. Uh, it was on Netflix, I believe. But it's just like, man, what the fuck? <laughs> what are we living in right now? This Dr. Boyce Watkins that I'm giving, what the fuck is your problem? I said I wasn't going to cuss, but I've been stewing on this shit. <laughs> I've been stewing on this shit for two weeks now. When I get ready to get into uh, Watkins and talking through his fuckery. I can't believe this shit. This man talk about slavery every day <laughs> in 2022. Imagine that talking about slavery every day. Like people are still enslaved. Damn near everybody is enslaved. We all are slaves to something at this point. But not in the way that he's putting it out there. But anyway, let me take this break and then get into Boyce Watkins and his his plantation talk, his uh his his modern day slaves, new slaves, massa. Let me let me let me let me let me get into that discussion on the other side of this break. Uh, by the way, I'm only really doing this shit because I, 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 I'm pretty confident that I have a guest next week and uh, it's a cycling related guest. Um, and I wanted to have some different discussions on cycling and this individual uh, will allow me to finally do that on a, on a better level than what I've been doing and just telling people about my freaking cycling uh, journey. But um, so so that's kind of why I was like, well, let me let me let me let me uh get the brand the the muscles working and 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 do my thing so that when I talk to this brother, you know, I won't waste this man's time and so on and so forth. So I'm looking forward to that next week. He's an entrepreneur involved in the cycling industry. I won't say too much because we'll get to third we'll get to Thursday and the brother. No call, no show, you know, and I never even hear from him again. So I'm, I'm not even trying to go too detailed into it and sit here with egg on my face next week. Hopefully the shit works out. Dr. Boyce Watkins, the people scholar, like I said, a graduate of the University of Kentucky, Ohio State, Ph.D., uh, was a professor or taught at, uh, the, at Syracuse. Author, political analyst, finance expert, social commentator. He has a, a a thriving YouTube channel. 
He pushes his campaign, B1, black first. That shit alone to me is kind of stupid. Anything that I have to go out here and do and tell the world that I'm a black man first and first and foremost, I'm already, I'm already not interested. But that's what he tells the people when he when he goes live. Put B1 in the chat. I'm amazed at the shit that people <laughs> at the at the instructions that people follow. Put B1 in the chat, everybody. I wish I would press fucking B1. Okay, so I got three issues that I have with, with some shit that he's been doing lately that, that hasn't sat well with me. Like other people can't live their fucking lives. I just told you what he did when he was a younger man and the route that he chose to go with his own life. I mean, I don't know how you sit here and talk slavery and and people, professional athletes in, in this case. I don't know how you go out here and, and, and talk about them as being slaves and, and, and being on Massa's plantation. And then you sat here and you went to the University of Kentucky and the Ohio State University. And I'm not saying nothing about either one of those two institutions as much as I'm saying when you go through uh, your life and, and go through major brands, major institutions, what's that shit I saw? Uh, PWIs, predominantly white institutions. I think it's something I saw. We need an opposite to HBCU. So the PWIs, for you to go and do your thing academically and now turn around and point your finger at other at young black males and talk about them and categorize them, characterize them in this manner or mischaracterize them. It's like, fuck you, doc. Seriously, bro. But let me get into it. First issue. Um, this isn't sports related. The first issue. This is kind of, I was like, let me, cause I've been, I was reconnecting with some of the roles, some of Roland Martin who has a YouTube channel. And then it, 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 you know, the good Dr. Boyce Watkins shows up and I, Oh, I had, I had an issue with him several years ago when, when he had, uh, they had Wu-Tang on the, uh, on one of the morning shows. This is when I first got pissed off with him and and this bullshit. But they had Wu Tang perform on there when the Wu, when the uh, the Wu Tang Hulu series was just gearing up, and I want to say it was the channel the the show that has Michael Strahan on there, and the Wu was on there, and then this brother went and made a video talking about how they emasculated Wu Tang Clan by bleeping, by bleeping out there the where they would have said cut uh, curse words on their song that they performed, and he just went on this big rant about black men being emasculated and i'm just like okay when the fuck can anybody go on morning tv and use profanity and it you wouldn't be you wouldn't be edited or censored or you know bleeped out i mean who else would that happen to like i don't think this is a matter of them emasculating these eight or nine black men as much as you just can't go on morning TV and use profanity or the N word. And I thought it was, I thought that Watkins, that his attack of that moment 
undermine the fact that some black because it was some black staff people from the that that particular morning show that program they all had on wu-tang shirts and the camera kind of like panned around and captured them as they were out there in the and you know in the in the in the studio gathered around to watch the performance and i've been there when you wanted something at your job that's a part of your culture to be accepted by the mainstream people when you get you get your day you get your moment as the minority and then this dude went out here and just shit on it but anyway first issue right before this is how long i've been sitting on this the beast the black news channel uh had some layoffs in december ahead of christmas this was the first video that I saw after I hadn't watched any Dr. Boy shit in, in, a, in a couple of years. And I see he has this and he's talking about the failure of uh, the BC or the damn, BNC Black News Channel. And I could tell he made some mention of uh, Mark Lamont Hill, who was on who was on the Black News Channel. And. And he he kind of if you if you listened he was kind of you know well, I respect the brother I ain't angry with the brother but you know but fucking basically good for him so it's some it's some history there with those two um so Doctor Boyce makes his video about well you know I don't care about the Black News Channel and nobody there because. Uh, it's not real black news because of the fact that Shad Khan. This is his. This is his research into this shit that he's talking about. Shad Khan, who was a Pakistani American, invested fifty million dollars when the Black News Channel was launched, and he goes on and on to say that, well, because this Pakistani American invested all of this, this large sum of money in the company, which, you know, he couldn't really, I, I think I saw it on a couple places that it's as much as 50 million or around 50 million could be as much as $50 million that he invested in this. And that's what his whole premise of his, his article was. I mean, his video, his live that he did. And then he goes on to talk about, how this really couldn't be black news this can't be black news you know master which is now this is a pakistani american who's the massa i'm like you just you just move the titles around and you he, he, he takes the same jargon the same uh titles and phrases for everything race related and slavery related and just goes from subject to subject just just assigning the shit and going on and the thing is when you say something on his live when you make a comment on his video to question some of his simple shit he'll never respond but the individuals that go on there and say doc this is a hell of a word i needed this doc thank you for saying this doc i love that you taking the stance on this doc he goes in there and replies to them and says hey you know thank you and then gives him his whatsapp venmo and all this other shit so that you can donate to the shit 
Gotta pass the digital offering plate around to these idiots. But yeah, that was his whole premise was that the Black News Channel could not really be Black News because Shah Khan is the owner and he invested 50 million in it. And anytime that he wants the news to be reported in whatever way, that he will simply summon the heads of uh, BNC and he will make, he will dictate to them what's to be talked about and how it will be discussed. And I'm sitting here like, ah, okay. Okay. Hmm. Okay. I guess nobody else is going to question this shit, but my thing is this. So let's, so let's look at this for a second. I'm like, let me see what BNC is. It was co-founded by Bob Berlante, who I'm assuming is, uh, I think he's from Florida and I believe is Latino and also JC Watts. JC Watts was a former uh, quarterback at Oklahoma back in the day. And he's a Republican Congressman. Those two founded black news channel in February of 2020. In July of 2020, they named Princel Hare, the president and CEO. The on-air talent is, some of them, is Charles Blow. I've seen him before. Mark Lamont Hill, I've seen him before. Fred, Fred Hickman used to be in the sports world. Mike Hill used to be over on ESPN. I think they have a morning show, him and this female. Uh, that's some of the big names uh, that, were, that, that are involved. Why would I root against these individuals? Why would I root against these black men? Why would I have any enjoyment in seeing the healthiness of of what they're in the 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 entity or organization that they're involved with? Why would I be on YouTube seeking donations by through you know through the super chat and Venmo and 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 WhatsApp and all this shit? Why would I be wanting money to tell you the bad news about what's going on with this company. So, um, so then let's look at, let's look at Shad, Shahid Khan is his name. I've always known it as Shad, Shad Khan because he happens to be the principal owner of the Jacksonville Jaguars as well as the Fulham FC or football club of the English football league, the EFL. And he's also uh, the co-owner of all elite wrestling, AEW. And then how he started, how he got his money, how he got the bag was that he's the owner of uh flexing gate, which my profession, I have a connection to that, that automotive uh, company. So Khan is worth $9 billion and that places him at 94th out of 400 on Forbes's richest people in America as of November 2021. This also makes him the 291st uh, wealthiest rich, uh, wealthiest person in the world. So if you, and I didn't look into some articles, I did go to Wikipedia. 
what I just told you. He's listed as the owner of Flexing Gate. He started another business because uh, he was like an engineer or something at Flexing Gate. He came out of a Midwest. I want to say a Big Ten college or university is where he graduated from. Maybe Northwestern. Um, that's not important, really. He went to Flexing Gate as an engineer and then left and and started like some bumper company or something. And then once that blew up, then he came back to Flexing Gate and, and, and took it over or bought it. And then he became one of the richest. That's how he that's how he amassed his his fortune. But if you look on the the, the uh, Wikipedia page, he is the owner of Flexing Gate. He's the principal owner of the Jacksonville Jaguars and the Fulham Football Club. And he's the co-owner of All Elite Wrestling. He is not the owner of Black News Channel. He is a prominent investor. Or primary investor. But he does not own Black News Channel. So my question just becomes like, again, why can't these men live? They founded a company, Mr. Briante and, and, and JC Watts. And then they have Prince L here as the CEO. They're not allowed to go out and seek funding for their company. And if you are in the news business, which is not a moneymaker when it comes to dealing with the African-American or black, when it comes to deal, dealing with black people, that's why there's no, that's why there was no news or there's to this day, there's no news on BET. At a certain point years ago, they made a determination that black people don't give a fuck about news and they got rid of it. Maybe six or seven, I don't know, maybe even eight years ago, the TJ, damn, damn, I can't remember that brother's name. He was on CNN. Uh, my bad. I, you know, I didn't know I had to get this side story to drive this point home, but this brother left. I want to say it was Abrams, but he left. CNN to come over to BET and he had this for a couple of weeks TJ Holmes I'm sorry TJ Holmes he left and turned down you know re-upping or renegotiating at one of the the, the, the major the mainstream networks and said no nah, I'm gonna come over to BET and I'm gonna do news that's entertaining and informative with a, with a, I'm going to put some sauce on it. And these black people are going to be into news. And he was, he ran this ad. They ran this campaign. I got you. That's what he said. I got you. You want to know what's, what's going on in this world that affects you or should be important to you. I got you. You don't need to pay attention. TJ Holmes. I got you. I think that shit, I don't even know if it made it a month. I know I tried to watch it as much as I could, um, but I, I don't know if it made it a month. 
I don't know if, if, if it did, I don't think it made it three months. But you're going to sit here, Mr. Watkins, Dr. Watkins is going to sit here and tell these men that what they set out to do, what they want to do, which is be involved in news for black America, black people that are looking for news presented in a certain way. You're not allowed to go out and seek any money from any from anybody. Cause let me ask you, who the fuck else was gonna invest in it? What black person was gonna invest in this shit? By the way, Dr. Boyce does stock market investing is is some is his side business. And he's monetized that and you can enlist enroll in his training. Um Are you not investing in white owned companies? Why is it okay for you to invest in white owned companies? At will, as much as you want. And there's no, there's nothing wrong with that. But nobody, when I get to this NFL shit, nobody that's black can work, can or should work for anybody that's white. If you read between the lines. How does Dr. Boyce Watkins know that Shad Khan has anything to do whatsoever with directing Black News Channel? What does he know? What has he seen? What stories are out there? Has he talked to any Black News Channel employee, former employee, all these people they just laid off? You don't reach out to any of those people and 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 get an understanding of of what Shad Khan's day to day involvement is with this company. You just hit live on your YouTube channel and you start in with the slavery massa. They got to get massa his money. You don't know what the fuck his involvement is with this with with this with this Black News Channel. I just told you what his background was. His football team ain't worth shit. They had to fire Urban Meyer, what, after six games, seven games? In his first year of being the coach for the Jaguars. The Jaguars have been terrible for years now. We don't know anything about Shad Khan from All Elite Wrestling. We don't know anything about him from Fulham FC, the soccer team. Nothing about him says that he has any interest or acumen for uh, for uh, media. But he, but Doctor Boyce has gone out here and said, "Well, this is massa. They gotta, they gotta do what he says for them to do. And and you can't trust this. You can't trust this news because it ain't, it ain't really black owned. Although it wasn't gonna be anybody black that invested in it. I'm gonna get into black billionaires in a minute in this country. When I talk about this other, when I get to the sports part of the bullshit from Doctor Boyce Watkins."
I watch Shark Tank. People that have businesses, they go on there and pitch their product or service or IP or whatever, looking to give up some equity in their company. And these people need, uh, they're often looking for mentor, uh, looking to be mentored by one of the sharks or they're looking to benefit from their, uh, their past success in, in manufacturing. Uh, Lori always says, you know, I can get your product. I can get your product manufactured for a lot less so that we can increase your margin on your, your profit. Um, that's what you do. You go on there to find someone to either uh, give you capital or to give you a mix of capital and more networking or expertise. Here with this, they did not go to him for his expertise. This is really deja vu right here. I'm sitting here watching uh, the Bills and New England in this playoff game. And I recorded the same topic a couple of weeks ago. And they just showed this pass that the Bills quarterback was throwing when I was talking about this. And I deleted that, 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 that shit that I recorded because I didn't want to talk about this until these last two issues that I'm getting ready to talk about. So that's real deja vu right here. And I'm sitting here talking about the same thing two weeks later and they show this exact same pass. But anyway, what were they supposed to do? As the C as the president and CEO, CEO, what was Prince hair supposed to do? We're trying to, We're trying to maintain a, a we're trying to launch and maintain a news network. What kind of bullshit that you gave it the Black News Channel as the name in 2021. I mean, my goodness. But that's how simple some people think. You gotta put it where the ghost can get it, you know? Black News Channel. What were they what were they supposed to do to get to get funded? checking out this USA Today article since you can only get money from black people for a service that and a, or a product that black people don't care for it's proven there's a USA Today article that had it's only seven and I, I, I later saw where there was ten maybe Rihanna is on this list uh, from her her uh, whatever that Fendi, Fendi shit is whatever it is I don't makeup I thought it was clothing maybe it's both I don't know women's fashion I'll leave it at that um but this USA article from November said it was seven blacks who were billionaires it's funny because Bob Johnson isn't on here the the former the the founder of BET sold it to Viacom I think for I thought it was for three billion maybe it was only one something I don't I don't remember at this point but that's not Really all that important to it but the list is robert f smith who uh is is only it's only three multi-billionaires right now black multi-billionaires i just told you shah khan had nine billion 
Uh, Robert F. Smith, who is in finance and um, investment, finance, financial investments. I know he gave away, like, didn't he pay for, he, he spoke at one of the uh, the HBCUs in the last two years and said he was going to pick up everybody's loans. Everybody's student loans was on him. That's what I remember Robert Smith from. Uh, there's also David Stewart. So uh, Robert F. Smith is at $6 billion net worth. David Stewart is at $3.7 billion. He's an IT provider. Uh, then there's Oprah. I only got to say Oprah. You know, but Oprah Winfrey at 2.7 billion. Then we have Kanye West at 1.8 billion. I, I still don't know. I still don't. I, I still can't. But this is this is USA Today's. You know, this is their shit. Then you have Jay Z at uh no, actually you have Michael Jordan at 1.6 billion. We know where he got his money from. Athletics and then uh, professional sports, a professional athlete, and then his Nike. Uh, situation with brand Jordan brand so Jordan MJ is at 1.6 owner the only black owner of the uh, sh- uh, the Charlotte Hornets so then you have Jay Z at 1.4 billion we know where he got his money from no not still spending money from 88 and then you have Tyler Perry at 1 billion who we know what he's been, you know, with uh, entertainment. That's it. Why ain't none of them since and that's how simple this shit gets to be. When I get to talking about football, because the foot, because 70, nearly 70% of all NFL players are black. For some people, just based on that number, 50% of the head coaches in the league need to be black. Simple math. Just keep the math simple. But why didn't any of these people say, oh, hold up, Mr. Khan, before you write that check, let me give you these 50 black million. Why didn't that happen? So that that's basically my thought on it. That, that's just some simple shit from this dude with a from this brother with a PhD. Who's probably taught all kind of successful uh, financial ma- finance majors, and you know from Syracuse, and who 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 knows how to play the stock market, and is knows all of this stuff about money. He's an author and talking politics and social commentator and everything he's done, but to sit up and go live on a video and collect donations from people talking about the fall potential fall of black news channel because they're going to be out here doing the bidding of Pakistani American Shahid Khan who just invested in this company does he want his money back yes he does if things are going bad does he want to be updated yes he does but there's nothing in his background that suggests that he can go in there and leave the newsroom and do something about it. And that he, that he is, that he has these people under his thumb. That's, there's just no evidence of that. Now, if you were sitting here and you like, well, hey, would, I mean, he is in all elite wrestling 
And yeah, okay, maybe. Maybe. I'm sorry. Khan worked at Flex and Get Flexing Gate Corporation while attending the University of Illinois. He was hired as the engineering director for the company. In 1978, he started Bumper Works. Uh, and then that company became a big deal. And um, and then he went back to Flexing Gate and bought it. started this bumper works company this is all on wikipedia i'm sorry this i could get i could go down here and click on one of the articles and tell you i guess from a reputable site but he took a business loan fifty thousand dollar business loan and then sixteen thousand of his own savings is what he started uh bumper works with back in 1978 i actually i brought up this this a couple of weeks ago when i was talking i didn't really know what point i was making when I talked about uh, Richard Williams and that I just thought it was odd Joe Jackson LeVar Ball throw him in there Um, who else who else comes to mind I know I should be able to have more names but it seems like black men have Founded businesses, family businesses based on the athleticism or the talent of their offspring. And that's become the business. I just told you what those seven billionaires were, who they were. Uh, I would imagine maybe Oprah employs the most people. Maybe. But I say this to say when I was talking to, when I was making my point about Richard Williams, like it seems like the people who the, the, the black figures and people who go on to become millionaires, they don't own large, you know, a number of large buildings. I know Tyler Perry owns all that, you know, this, all these acres and shit in Atlanta where he does his, has his studio. But that's a different, kind of a different, a unique situation in a way. But it doesn't seem like as many blacks who who employ 20,000 people who own four or five different manufacturing centers, uh, who own a bunch of equipment that build, that produces and manufactures shit. This con cat flexing gate had 25,000 employees and 69 manufacturing plants in the United States and China, Argentina, Spain, France, Germany, Mexico, and Canada. In 2020 had a revenue of 8.9 billion and was ranked as the 46th largest privately held American company by Forbes. According to Automotive News, it's the seventh largest American automotive parts supplier and overall 33rd largest supplier in the world. 
I'm just saying, I just told you who the seven black billionaires were. Now, I give you, I don't know what Robert Smith's, the, 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 the firm that he leads, you know, what is it, man? When we dealing with money, you don't need 20,000 people a lot of times. David Stewart, he might, he might have, he might, he might hire, he might employ some people as an IT provider. I just thought that was some bullshit from, uh, from Dr. Boyce Watkins. And I thought that was some, a low hanging fruit, a, a basic ass. Uh, I thought it was a pretty basic ass argument, but you know, black people going to click on that shit. Whenever you talk race, racism, racist, massa plantation, you know, you know, you know, people showing, you know, people are showing up for that. What I'm getting ready to talk about with this football. We just had Black Monday, the, the the Monday after the end of the NFL season when coaches are fired. We had three black coaches in the NFL. Two of them were fired, and now it's only one, Mike Tomlin, who has a playoff game this weekend against uh, the Chiefs. We're going to hear the same talk, the same comments from black people. I saw Tiffany Cross do it this morning. Don't know shit about football based on what she said. You can tell she don't know shit about football, but she run out here with the numbers, though. Only one black coach. Somebody on my staff told me it's only one black coach, and they they fired this brother. She don't know shit about that story, the whole story. I'm going to group these last two issues together, and then I'm going to get on up out of here, but I'll be right back after this break. All right, so the second issue. Guess I guess shit been I, I guess real slow real real issues have been slow for Dr. Boyce. So he just going on with this sports stuff. He sees the Antonio Brown situation, former wide receiver for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, have the sideline meltdown a couple of weeks ago where he took off his shoulder pads and jersey and threw it on the bench after his teammate Mike Evans tried to get him to calm down something had to have been said to him by the coaching staff or the head coach Bruce Arians and AB lost his mind took off the pads threw him on threw, threw it onto the uh, the team bench took off and he's not they're not even in Tampa when this happens they're up in in New, in, in, uh, New York they were playing the Jets. The Buccaneers were playing the Jets. He takes off his Under Armour shirt or his base layer shirt or whatever you want to call it, sleeveless shirt, throws it up into the stands, and then starts waving over, waving at him and like waving, you know, throwing his hands, lifting his hands up as he skipped and trotted to the. Uh, to lead to exit the field and go into the locker rooms. All of this is happening in the, in the, I think it was in the third quarter. 
And I believe the Buccaneers were losing at the time before they came back and eventually won the game. But this was how this may have been in the last moments of Antonio Brown's career as a as an NFL player. Dr. Boyce comes on and says, well, you know, he was fed up. It's the reason why he threw millions and millions and millions of dollars away. Because he's on he's on the plantation. He don't want to be on the plantation no more. How the fuck do you watch that and put two and two together and come up with the fact that that Antonio Brown didn't want to be on the plantation anymore? That's what that's the shit that Clay Thomas, I mean that Clay Travis just did on Outkick. When you keep giving your or this is the same shit that Jason Whitlock does for his his audience. You just keep feeding. You just keep no matter what the story is, you always run it back to the same bullshit. Hence my man's turn one note. Miss Candace Owens, same shit. No matter what the case is, no matter what happened, no matter what went down, she was all up in arms about former criminal a career criminal Floyd uh, George Floyd all up in arms about him getting any type of sympathy or you know uh, concern and he doesn't need justice he you know he's a drug he was a drug addict he was a uh, substance abuser he put a gun to the sissiness who cares if he was if this this cop mistreated him she don't even say she didn't even say that the man killed him that he was mistreated not even badly mistreated so he had a run in with this with uh, Derek Chauvin we don't need to waste our time with that I never heard a single video from from Candace Owens being appalled at the shit that took that that took place January 6th Never, never heard a single video It's 2022. I was hearing the slave talk and the plantation and slave mass and mass. I was hearing all this shit in the 90s. It's 2022. And I know, I think his name is Bill Roden. William Roden wrote the book. uh, Something about slaves. million dollar slaves or something yeah 40 40 million dollar slaves the rise fall and redemption is this analogy is still good that shit hasn't expired or do we ever start looking at the situation for what it is these athletes work their entire lives to become professional athletes. Their entire childhood, probably starting at eight, maybe even early as five years, they intentionally, willfully, voluntarily subject themselves and, and, and commit themselves and make these sacrifices to be professional athletes. That's what they do. That's what we've been doing. Mm. 
black women too a lot of them uh, uh, you know probably an increasing number of them uh newsflash white males do it too golf baseball swimming soccer wrestling they're doing the same shit white women soccer cross country tennis doing the same shit can black people live can a young black person live and make their fucking mind up and and, and pursue what they want to do with their life that's what we do in America I'm listening to Dr. Boyce Watkins. I want to know, even with him being at Syracuse University, what percentage of us in this country do not work and rely or rely on a white-owned business to earn a living? Some of us may work for companies that are owned by uh, foreign entities, maybe, some of us. I'm willing to bet, though, most of the management, the upper management, senior management, and the the executives, probably white people. I'm willing to bet that. So So who is not a slave? I thought it was dope when the when the when the cats came along with the matrix shit and we all moved it over to we're all in the we're all in the plugged into the matrix. I'm not just gonna sit here and uh liken it all to slavery. How do you go in here? You're part of a union, you have this collectively bargained agreement that gives you certain rights and protects you and puts certain things in place you have contract we just we just saw uh incentives this past week in nfl uh you needed to catch you know certain players needed to have x amount of catches to get an extra million dollars x amount of sacks to get eight hundred thousand dollars 75 more rushing yards for $350,000. Two more rushing touchdowns for $500,000. How the fuck is this slavery? Russell Wilson threw that interception to end the, the, the Super Bowl against the Patriots a couple years ago when everybody in the world thought they should have handed the ball off at the goal line to beast mode to Marshawn Lynch. I ain't see, we never saw no footage or heard no stories or reports that they were like hold on Russ come on over here in this in the stall in the uh, in the shower area we're gonna tie your ass up to the uh to one of the, the rails in here and give you 20 lashings and whip your ass for that interception never happened I go on that video where Dr. Boyce is going in about these black slaves, slaves, new age slaves, new slaves, today's slaves. I go down there, it's 20 people. Yeah, this is this is what I'm talking about, Doc. This is good talk. This is real talk. Then some brother says, 
some bullshit. Uh, he ends it with, I don't watch the NFL or the NBA anymore after what they did to Kaepernick and yada, 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 yada the same, the same bullshit. Cause this man got pissed off on the, on the, on, and then I'm going to tell you this. I ain't say nothing about Antonio Brown. I wouldn't say nothing for at least 72 hours probably till all the stories come out. I don't know what the fuck is wrong with that brother. I'm not getting ready to go turn on no camera and, and go to the, uh, you go to go, you know, go uh, speak out on his behalf. I don't know nothing about that weird ass dude, whether or not he does have something going on upstairs. You know, the, the, the popular opinion is that he has, he's suffering from CTE, the bruising, you know, changes in the, uh, in his brain, in his brain tissue from head trauma caused by from um, being tackled and um, you know violent collisions in football and you get concussed we all know he was laid out by Vontez Burfick years ago before he left the Steelers or was released from the Steelers or whatever and that's the popular thinking now is that he's probably walking around with some kind of damage up there. And that's part of why he is so, uh, you know, so sensitive and, um, kind of a powder keg and whatnot. Personally, I feel like he has slurred speech. I don't recall, you know, this is the same individual that was, that appeared on dancing with the stars. I don't recall his speech sounding like it sounds now. While people want to go in with all the different jokes and 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 and, and the shit that they do on social media, I would like to see a side by side video, you know, uh, or an interview or some some audio footage of him talking six years ago and the guy that I'm hearing talk now because something sounds off. But this brother says, yeah, this is why I don't mess with the NBA or the NFL. I turned it off years ago and I never watch again. I, 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 I struggle with how this makes sense. I believe the NBA is near is nearly is is over 75 percent. Over 75 percent of the players in the NBA are black. Nearly 70 percent of the players in the NFL are black. I know what the goal is. You think if I can hurt, if I hit these, uh, if I hit the white, all the white owners of the 32 NFL teams, if, if, if the, if the, if the viewership isn't there, I'll hurt the product. Uh, they'll have to change. They'll have to hire, you know, to be, they'll need to get 50% of the head coaches need to be black. 50% of the teams need to be owned by black figures. I just told you it's only seven blacks who are, it's only three that are multi-billionaires. So how are we going to get 16? I mean, yeah, 16 owners. 15 owners in the NBA or 14 more in the NBA. How is that going to happen? But I asked this brother that, that made this comment. Okay, so brother, you turn, you, you, you better than all of us. You better than me, at least. I don't, because I don't give a fuck. I love football. I don't know shit about it. 
I don't know nothing about no X's and O's and crack back blocks and and uh, all I know is to argue passing. <laughs> all I know is how to argue passing interference and what the fuck was a reception. That's all I know. I don't know nothing about outside leverage, backpedaling, open hips, plant foot. I don't know none of that shit. Arm talent, second read. I, I don't know none of this shit. I'm fam- yes, I am familiar with the phrases. I don't know what none of that shit means. But I asked his brother, I said, well, you know, how can I be mad at a league? In the NBA, the top NBA players earn between 45 million, Steph Curry, and 30 and 39 million, the top 10 NBA players. The 10th guy earns $39 million a year. I'm gonna say this. John Wall is getting paid, is making 44. Let me get 40. Shit, let me pull. I got it right here. John Wall, $44.3 million this year for the Houston Rockets. He ain't even playing. He ain't even playing. Ain't even suiting up. At number 20, Ben Simmons, $33 million this year. Not even playing. They weren't going to pay him, but I, I think I heard yesterday that they are paying him. I don't know why, but, you know, ain't my, I, I, I don't have to. I don't, it's, that's above my pay grade. But, yes, yeah, Steph Curry, $45.7 million. James Harden next at number two, 44.3. John Wall, 44.3. You got Russell Westbrook, nine, ten turnovers a game, $44 million. More... Two million more a year than Kevin Durant at number five. LeBron James is 65 years old, scored 30 points in nine or 10 straight games. Only man to ever do it. 65 years old. He getting $41 million a year. You tell me what other career path out there between the NBA draft and the NFL draft if over 50% of those draft picks are black men, you tell me another profession is making millionaires every year, twice a year with the NFL and NBA draft. You walk up on that stage, shake that man's hand, that, that commissioner's hand, multi-millionaire, guaranteed in the NBA, guaranteed little different on the NFL side but you tell me another profession where that's happening all of these people on all this 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 bullshit you tell me what alternative you have to offer you tell me what alternative you have this paying black men or black athletes would-be athletes you tell me what you have what Dr. Boyce how many people was he hiring at what annual salary to run the camera for him and maybe moderate the fucking live chat in his live stream. Count up his Venmo donations. In the 11, from 11 to 20, top paid NBA players. We talking about everybody in there makes 
in the in between thirty one million and thirty nine million per year. At number eleven, we had Clay Thompson at thirty seven point nine million. Shout out to Clay, just made it back from two years being being gone for two years. Uh, number thirty is D'Angelo Russell at thirty million. Eleven, the eleventh highest paid is thirty seven point nine. And then the 30th guy, D'Angelo Russell, is 30, 30 million. That's 20 brothers. That's 20 people. Only two of those people are, are uh, white. Three, I'm sorry. Porzingis, Jokic, former MVP Jokic, and then Kevin Love. Only three players in there. Only three players in the top, in the top uh, 30 players are non-black. We go from um, from thirty one number thirty one to forty, which ends at twenty six million per year. It's only Gordon Hayward, the only white dude in there. It's twenty twenty two. Quit telling me about slave and plantation. Tell me about what you have as an alternative. Who are you employing? What are you paying them? Where is your building? Where can we apply for the jobs? It's we we too far down the road to keep listening to this simple bullshit. Yes, we we and that's the thing. Joking with my wife about this. If it's forty million, Buffalo is kicking the hell, kicking the shit out of New England today. If it's 40 million Ameri- uh, black black people in the country, and I know there's some children in there, but just keeping the numbers, you know, general, the general idea. If it's 40 million black Americans, how feasible is it or reasonable to think that all 40 million of us are going to be entrepreneurs and own businesses? And if we all own businesses, who the fuck is going to work at our is going to work be our workforce to make the businesses operate? Like what is this dumbass discussion that we're having? Or with Dr. Boyce who does stock uh you know teaches people about the stock market and investing how many of us afford how, you think do you think one million of us is going to get rich or independently wealthy after taking his stock investment classes you got to get money from somewhere to have money to invest what is this dumbass conversation that we stuck that we're stuck having? And people will waste their time listening to this bullshit every day. We slaves. Massa, yeah, gotta get off the planet. Candace Owens on the same shit talking about leaving the Democrat plantation. She got her plantation. Dr. Boyce got his uh, corporate America plantation. Ain't none of these people had no whips on their back. On their back. 
None of them that went in there at the end of the day with the with the with the uh the, the duffel or the the knapsack or whatever, bur, the, the burlap cell, none of that shit. And they put your shit on the scale and weighed it and 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 you didn't hit the uh the uh the quota for the day or the you know the 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 minimal amount of uh pounds that you could pick of cotton that you could pick and you gotta go out there and line up with the others and and somebody getting whipped. Ain't none of that shit happened to nobody. But that's the talk daily. The third issue. He just keeps he just kept rolling with this dumb shit. This is a dude with a PhD. Three degrees from the University of Kentucky. Sit here appealing to you with this simplistic bullshit. We got to make people work for our time and for our money. I mean, damn. So he keeps it on. He keeps his sports. You know, the national championship came and he saw he he watched it. I don't know. I, I don't understand. I struggle with this. How do you sit here and watch the game and enjoy the fuck out of the game? Talking here on the video, the live stream reacting to the game, talking about. Well, you know, I'm an Ohio State fan. I love Ohio State. He did a, He had a prediction out there a couple of weeks ago when Alabama played uh, University of Cincinnati. This man enjoys the fuck out of his life and does everything that he wants to do without question. But when it comes to you and I, and when it comes to these young black men, you shouldn't be out here playing for these white men. You shouldn't be running around out here doing all this work making these white people rich. You need to be like the rest of these black people, these foolish, gullible black people, and be in my live chat whenever I go live and let me hit you with my WhatsApp information and my Venmo and my Cash App. That's what you need to be doing, black man. Be one, black first. <laughs> Silly ass shit, man. Now, this was a this was just like a series for Doctor Boys Watkins because he had a week off after the the, the, uh, the Antonio Brown. I guess the the numbers was good. The, the the people that watched the videos was good. You know, three to five hundred comments in there was good. The, the the donations, the super chats were good. The Venmo was popping. Uh, the WhatsApp was popping. Everything was popping. It's like, oh shit, I'm on to something right here. Cause he gonna be back when March Madness come on. I've seen, I've heard his March Madness talk before. It, it's 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 an annual. Like the the uh, the, the players want to make the Super Bowl, the teams want to make the Super Bowl. Doctor Boyce Watkins is sitting there. The, he has the Super Bowl and March Madness is is circled on his calendar. Cause that's when he's gonna do his live stream. That you're doing all the work for these white people. But how the fuck do you sit here and enjoy the fuck out of the game and know all the players' name and know all the coaches and who's the the Heisman Trophy winner and the the Belichick Award and the, the, the how many years the man been coaching, how many how much he makes per year and what the top all this shit. And then after the game. Georgia comes back and wins 33 to 18 and get gets the 
you know, avenges being beaten earlier in the season by Alabama, beaten badly. Uh, how do you wa- how do you watch all of this and then you say everybody else, you know, going about their business and you like, oh, man, shit, babe, uh, go going upstairs. I'll be uh, I'll be up there in an hour, so I'm gonna go get this money real quick and go live and get on here and chastise these young men. So what they said, what he said was he went in. This this is this really pissed me off to be honest. This really pissed me off as as a, as a man or as a black man or whatever as a man. But he went and got this image. He had this other brother on the, on the live stream with him. Uh, he does. He's a podcaster, and I think maybe he talks. Maybe he does more on sports, and that's why he had him on there as a guest to pass this digital offering plate around. But he goes and gets this image. First, he leads it off with, you know, all of these big black men, all of these strong young black men out here. And then we got the two white guys on the sideline. They're doing all of this for them. Nah, motherfucker, they're doing this for their mother. They're doing this for their two baby brothers. They're doing this for Big Mama. You fucking idiot. It just happens to be that you go get with Nick Saban to enhance your chances of making it to the NFL if that's your dream that you've been working on since you've been eight years old, since you were eight years old. But he goes and gets this picture of this 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 black this 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 black uh, offensive lineman or defensive line alignment, you know, six four, three hundred and twenty pounds, and the coach Kirby Smart from the Georgia Bulldogs is on his back. He's he's you know he's giving him a piggyback ride or whatever, celebrating the team victory, and that's the image that that this doctor. This is why I don't fuck with Joy Reid. I kind of don't fuck with Tiffany Crosses. Because all, all this shit is just jokes. A lot of this shit just gets turned into jokes. But he goes and gets this image of this young man celebrating this accomplishment. We're national champions. Our team did it. Georgia hasn't won a, a, a world, hasn't won a national title in over 40 years, I believe. Um they couldn't beat Alabama. You know, some of these guys didn't go to the draft to have, you know, trying to come back to be a part of this team and to to win with their brothers. And they did it. And so this this brother has Kirby Smart on his back. And then we got the good old doctor over here making it like Kirby Smart is riding on the back of a horse or a buck. Or a bull and making jokes with this other brother, whatever the fuck his name was. Can this black can these young black men live? What the fuck alternative do you have to offer to them to to allow them to eat? To go out and buy shit they don't need or to buy a house to invest after they take your investment class, can these black men live? 
Now, I know we got Deion Sanders at Jackson State University. And I will say this, the brother that joined Dr. Boyce Watkins, he, he, he hit me to something because I would have never guessed it. But he knew what he was talking about. He said that the Jackson State uh, football uh, stadium seats 60,000 people. I never would have thought that. When he said it, I made note of it and I had to go look at that shit. I'm like, ain't no fucking way they 60,000 people at this stadium. I'd never even really heard of Jackson State as a, as being a, fo- a major football program. So I'm dumbfounded when I click on Jackson State University uh, Stadium and it seats 60,000 people. I'm just thinking, you know, you got Ole Miss, Mississippi State, no professional, you know, no professional teams are located in the state of Mississippi. I've never been to Mississippi. Uh, I, you know, my partner in the Navy was from uh, Hattiesville, or Hattiesburg, one of them. I have no interest, you know, that's the one state I have no interest going to or being in. I just didn't think money-wise, I couldn't imagine 60,000 people, and I'm assuming black people, would would go fill 60,000 seats on a Saturday to watch them play. I, I just, I would have never thought that. And I wasn't totally out of line because I went and looked at like Grambling or somebody and they only had like 20,000 seats or maybe even just 19. I, I was I was blown away that it was 60,000 seats. That's probably neither here nor there, but I, he did have it. You know, he, he knew something I didn't know. But the whole discussion swung around to... And, and the brother was really explicit about that, that these black athletes need to be going to play for the black, for the HBCUs, which I, I'm a proponent of that. You know, I, I mentioned it. Instead of going to play at the University of Iowa, excuse me, there's an article on theundefeated.com right now about a running back who basically is talking about he's ha- he has P- uh, PTSD. He has significant uh, psychological issues going on from the treatment that he was uh, subjected to while being on the football team there as an Iowa Hawkeye article. You can go check it out for yourself. But I, I said, you know, if you can't get in with Penn State, Ohio State, Michigan, maybe Wisconsin, maybe, um, Michigan State, I guess. Rutgers, maybe. Maryland, you know, Maryland, maybe. You know, but some of these, some of these programs out in the sticks, Kansas State, Iowa State, Boise State, anything in Utah, <laughs> you know, North Dakota State. You know, maybe some of these programs you shouldn't go to based on the demographics of the the, the, the city or town that, you know, that that school is in. We already know what the numbers are going are gonna to look like for the student body, the breakdown there. 
I'm here in Dayton. You know, me and my wife went to a Flyers game uh, before the pandemic. And it's well known, you know, that University of Dayton has one of the bigger arenas in all of college basketball. You know, and doesn't have a Division One football team. Only the uh, only the the basketball team plays in the in the big leagues, so to speak. And I'm I'm being I want to say this is conservative. I really don't think out of thirteen thousand fans in attendance, and excluding the band and the players, obviously, and Coach Anthony Grant up in the stands and being on the concourse and out there for the concessions I want to say you it's, it's not 150 black people in that building for a game probably 7 probably probably 9 or 10 black players on the team all black starting 5 I believe right now and that's that's at a lot of places Duke I was watching Duke earlier tonight against North Carolina State All black starting five at a lot of these inst- institutions, PWIs. But that's what they got on on here was, you know, hands down, unconditionally, all of these black players need to be going to HBCUs. Hmm. Is that feasible? And like I said, shout out to Hugh Jackson, former NFL head coach of the Browns. I believe he just became the um, the coach. I think it said uh, Grambling. Um. Yeah, Grambling State University, head coach. Eddie George is at East Tennessee or Tennessee State. Yeah. Nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with, with, with these guys going with with these guys going back, giving back Tennessee State. I'm sorry, Eddie George, Tennessee State. That's a great trend. So, as so then we get into, like I said, Black Monday. Brian Flores, the head coach of the Miami Dolphins, was fired after going nine and seven this year, ten and six last year, and. You know, the whole discussion becomes, you know, don't watch the NFL, don't support the NFL. Um, I get on, I'm on um, Tiffany Cross. Like I said, she ta- she touched on this. Con- she she did this. Re- she reported or had a segment on this with, because uh, at the same time, I think it was uh, Thursday or Friday, the head coach of the Houston Texans, David Cully. I, I don't even remember this brother being hired, to be honest with you. Texans with the situation with their quarterback, you know, 
all-pro quarterback or pro bowler uh, Deshaun Watson, the man didn't even play this year, has 22 pending sexual uh, assault, sexual inappropriate. I don't even know what this. I don't even know what it is. Well, he didn't play a game this year because of these law 22 lawsuits pending against him. And there's, there's, it's just in limbo. But they fired their coach. They went 4-13. and 13. He was the oldest first-time coach. He was 66 years old this year. Named the head coach for the first time in his career. 27 years, I think, of coaching experience or something. College and NFL. They went 4-13. and 13. It was his first year, and they fired him. And with those... With Flores and uh, Cully being fired, that just leaves us Mike Tomlin. And I'm t- Mike Tomlin is my favorite coach in the league. Favorite coach in the league. And it's, it's, it's beyond just I'm rooting for, you know, Issa Rae, I'm rooting for everybody black. Tomlin is my favorite. I, I look, Tomlin is, a, is an excellent communicator. Which I think is the reason why he was able to get that job. Notable thing about Mike Tomlin, he's never had a losing season. He's been with the Steelers for 15 years, never had a losing season. Uh, Could get interesting next year when he loses uh, after this playoff game, Ben Roethlisberger, Hall of Fame quarterback, two-time Super Bowl winner, will will, will be retiring, and they'll be starting over at the most important position on the team. And they haven't been able to draft a player, you know, to have any kind of succession plan. But um, that's the thing, you know. I, I'm, I'm, uh, Black Enterprise has the the Brian Flores story. They have a post on it on the Black Enterprise. I know, you know, I'm, I'm through fucking with them. I really am. Uh, some of these. These Instagram accounts, you know, that don't have 200 comments, don't have 300 comments, and you go on there and point out something to them that they did not include in their post, and all the time you do this regularly, and they can't come on and acknowledge anything, or, you know, I I just don't believe in supporting other people's content like that. But anyway, um... Everybody in there was 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 with these wild and bold statements about not supporting the NFL and Kaepernick this and it's thirty two teams and and, and 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 only one coach. It's, it's no owners. I understand fairness. Um, I, I understand the expectation for there to be some kind of balance. I do. But like I just told you, only seven billionaires, seven black billionaires in the country. Three of them are multi-billionaires. Now you can say, well, how the fuck did Shad Khan come along and get a team before 
a black person. That's probably uh, that's probably another another pro or check in a box on the people that's like the brothers that's fucked the NFL. Like y'all let a Pakistani cat jump in here before us. How disrespect? I get it. You know, and I I could take some time to look into that. I, I don't remember. I do know Jacksonville is, is an expansion team, and I also believe Jacksonville is actually the local economy is one of the weakest. It's either Jacksonville. Oh, it could be Tampa Bay, though. Now that I think about the Tampa Bay Rays, I know years ago I I, I was listening to something, and either Jacksonville or Tampa Bay were one of the worst cities along you know in new orleans isn't a whole lot better but the local economies really aren't conducive to supporting a uh a professional sports franchise and so you know i don't know man whatever that's that's you if you feel that way you feel that way but i'm just saying so the, the nfl was started in 1920 as another league the American professional football some shit you know they've had almost 55 or around 55 Super Bowls so you know there's been some changes to it but you know with the start in 1920 yeah I think that that Tulsa race massacre yeah the Tulsa uh, let me get in this book to make sure before I say something. That was in 1921. The whole uh, Greenwood, Tulsa, Oklahoma race riot, that was 1921. The NFL was founded in 1920. Seven black billionaires, three of those seven are multi- billionaires these teams don't come up for sale all the time there aren't a ton of uh, expansions the most recent were the Jacksonville Jaguars and the Carolina Panthers I don't know how you improve that number expeditiously I mean, I guess I can't argue for fairness on this, but he just legally. How could you just go and 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 flip and you know take all the teams and throw them in a pot? And the first sixteen white people, you know, the first sixteen that come up with teams. You know, they pull a card and it has a team on it. You get to retain that team. And then we're going to take the other 16 teams and give those, you know, put those up for sale. To How, how would you do that? Now, the Denver Broncos could be going up for sale. They could be. They're, they're I believe Pat Bowen was the name of the owner who passed away seems like he left it amongst his kids there's some arguing uh, about ownership and it looks like it was in some trust or something and somehow or another because something can't be resolved it looks like a decision is going to be made to where they had to put the team up for, for sale because the, the siblings can't 
hash this out. So they got to sell it. Um, I'm not all that f- versed in what's going on with racial uh, relations in Denver. Well, I don't know the demographics. That just doesn't seem like a franchise where you're going to have black ownership. Really doesn't seem like that. Really doesn't seem like the place where that would happen. Seems like the place where that would happen could be D.C., where everybody would love to get rid of the current owner, Dan Snyder, who is kind of like hands off right now, and his wife is kind of the, the is Eloise in the situation from uh, Boomerang. She's kind of the fate, Lady Eloise, because. Snyder's name is 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 so uh, trash right now. You know she's kind of leading some of the communications from from an ownership, and not even like being on any kind of ESPN or any of that shit. She's just like making a statement or a press release here and there. They're getting ready to uh, announce the new name uh, here in the next three to four weeks. But how do you go about correcting that? I don't know. But to 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 quit supporting the t- how many if you quit if the, if the NFL folded right now How many of these these thousands of brothers this this trying to play this game, you know, that the those who are currently in the pipeline and you know in the, as amateurs and student athletes, even high school uh and in the pros how many of these people would, would graduate from high school? How many of them would attend college? How many of them would avoid the prison system? The correct, you know, the correctional system. What what career fields would, would where, where would all of these people be diverted to? And then it's, you know, because part of Dr. Boyce's thing was about why there are no black owned leagues. Now I do, I will say this. I do agree with Dr. Boyce on some of his videos about the recording industry and hip hop. Uh, You know, I I hear him out on that. But again, he passes that digital offering plate around. But Where, where would, where, where, what indication that we have that in that that all of these men would go do more productive and constructive stuff? There's nothing that suggests that. Some people, some of these brothers, without the structure, the structure of having to focus, taking care of their body, working out, performance. Uh, improvement training and skill uh, you know all that shit that they do and go to this camp off season eating right some of these people some of these brothers would be a mess without that shit they really would then for Dr. Boyce his shit about starting you know a black owned league come on brother are you serious Really? 
how many NF we how many leagues have tried to form in the last 20 30 years how many leagues have the X the XFL the USFL which was coming back there were two leagues that were coming together right at the beginning and that COVID killed off before they even got off the ground one of them did have a couple of games I think but none all of it's been short term but but like this man is a finance has a PhD or whatever in finance who's going to tell a young a young brother to not go to the NFL with all that legacy the team names the uniforms the stadiums the cities the the SoFi stadium AT&T Stadium in Dallas Minnesota's uh, Their stadium What is that uh, The Target Field or some shit Or whatever I don't know The Mercedes Benz uh, Dome in Atlanta Whatever that's, that is Who the fuck Is gonna sit here In their right mind and skip the NFL draft and take that risk. I don't, we, we're going to assign you for three hundred and fifty thousand. Uh, if we do happen to have a sixth season, a sixth week of the first season, uh, this will elevate. You know, this will increase to uh, eight hundred thousand. And if we can get to weeks 12 and 14, you know, then you could potentially be a millionaire uh, if all of this shit goes right. Who's going to do that? This man is, a, is has a Ph.D. in all of this shit. Where is the 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 where is the arena going to be? You don't think like. You don't think like the NFL would have some kind of would call in some favors and they'd be they'd have a, a difficult time finding a, a good venue to play in. You who who's gonna be the coaching staff, training staff, team doctor, the general manager, president, scouting department, personnel director, or whatever. Who has the time for all of that shit? To just run over here anyway. And with the BJ Flo the, the BJ Flores thing, is some woman. She actually said that she was familiar with uh Mike Tomlin and and um Roethlisberger, but she said something like a black coach needs a black quarterback in order to be successful. And I'm like, man, what the fuck? What the fuck? The fuck? What the fuck? Come on, sis. Like, what the fuck are you talking about? This race, this racism talk and this racial, t- these things along racial lines, just some of this shit is confusing as fuck. So it's what? It's like, 12 black quarterbacks or eight to eight to ten black quarterbacks 
three black coaches in most years, three, maybe three or four in most years, and now you got to go and get one of these eight black quarterbacks to be underneath. It just all these qualifiers and 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 conditions and uh, man, turn the shit off or watch the shit. I'm watching. I'm watching all this shit. I'm watching the end of this Buffalo New England game. I'm watching the games tomorrow. I'm watching Monday Night Football uh, for the playoff game. I'm watching all. This is the best shit in the country. This is the best sport in the country. Horrific that it. Is vi- as violent as it is as violent as it is, and these guys walk away. Some of them walk away not being able to walk, or not being able to not experience all kind of body pain throughout the day. The CTE, uh, the knee and hip replacements. I get it, and I think they should continuously strive. To improve the uh, you know player safety and whatnot, I'm glad we don't see the hits that we saw six years ago, eight years ago, when things kind of got out of hand. The way that these men were competing against one another, and not really showing a lot of concern for their own well-being, the way they were doing some of these hits. But if we're gonna sit here, it's 2022. If you want a new NBA or a, a black-owned NBA league, I mean, uh, equivalent basketball, a professional league that's black-owned, if you want a black-owned football, like, it's people out here talking about shit that nobody would, nobody black with money even wants to do. You don't know if Robert Smith, David Stewart, Oprah Winfrey, Jay-Z, and I heard Jay-Z was keeping an eye on the Washington situation. I don't I don't I don't know how true that is or not. Uh him having that NFL uh entertainment consultant whatever position that he's serving in right now gives me some credence that he could try to be involved with a, with an ownership group. Uh he could parlay, you know, that into that. His 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 role as an inter- entertainment consultant or Whatever that 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 position is, could be some credence to that. But if we are what we say we are and what we want to believe we are, how fucking stupid does it look to keep sitting up on Instagram and posts and 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 vlogs on YouTube? talking about shit when we could organize and do the shit if that's what we really wanted to do but that's not what people really want to do people want to profit off of putting it where the goats can get it this man's talking about slavery and massa and plantation and all this shit four and five days a week because he knows you're going to keep clicking on it. Joy Reid is going to keep doing her reporting the way that she does because she knows y'all like to hear I'm going to give them, I'm going to tell them my mind, I'm going to tell them what I think. I said what I said. 
I meant what I said. Talk is fucking cheap. I said this before. We can look at all the black men leading and calling shots in the music business and, and what's going all the autonomy that's there. That shit ain't it's black ran. Heavily black influenced. That shit is dangerous as fuck. I've talked about the types of movies and, and TV shows that we're creating and making. That shit ain't helping nobody out. Well, this has gone way too long. I was mad at Dr. Boyce Watkins. Little old me. Little old me, I'm sorry. With my with my 1,113 YouTube subscribers and my 22 podcast plays per episode. Little old me, you know, thought I was hearing some bullshit from a dude who is a, you know, uh, has appeared on CNN, maybe MSNBC, in all kind of places to to uh, to talk, and just told you that hey, Shahid Shahid Khan Shahid Khan is out here calling the shots at Black News Channel. You shouldn't support them. You know that shit was gonna be failed. Not only do black people not fuck with news, um, but it would have failed anyway. Or it will it will eventually fail because if you go on here trying to talk about politics and present, you know, and deal with uh, Republican or conservative ideals and and, and uh, Democratic ideas, it's gonna be that's gonna be a war. That's gonna create tension and and, and somebody gonna be upset and pissed off. You know what I mean? So that shit wasn't going to work anyway Or isn't going to work at some point anyway Why y'all on here talking this Republican shit Or when the fuck we going to leave away from the Democratic Party They don't do shit for us They ain't never done nothing You know what I'm saying So It it wasn't going to work anyway Wasn't going to work anyway let me get on off here quit wasting your time uh i just had to uh you know i I just had to talk about some of this stupid shit you know um should it be we don't we you know in most years we don't know who's interviewing for head coaching i you know damn because i read this i wanted to know what is an nfl uh interview like for a head coach position. And there was actually an article on um, ESPN this past week about it. And um, maybe I'll come back to that in a future episode. But I'm just saying, before some people get on some of these posts talking about a black coach could only be successful with a black quarterback, 
Um, you know, before we say some of these things or we not understand that it was a black general manager who was the boss of uh, Brian Flores, the former coach of the Dolphins. It was two black men. There were uh, there was conflict between those two that was well known in the front office, and it was starting to create some issues with with the organiz- the culture of at the, uh, of the organization. And basically, one of them had to go. And so this black GM was retained, and the black coach who had had some issues with other uh, people on his staff some guys that he had fired and, and, and rotated through. Uh, he seemed to be more of the issue. So that's why they moved on for him. Now I will say this and, and, and shut this down. I do think Flores is an, is a, is an above average coach and will very soon get another chance because everything wasn't working well in, in Miami, but he was getting it done for a while. Uh, I know they lost seven games straight this year before they turned around and won seven games straight. The first to do that, the first franchise to do that. And they missed the playoffs. But he does seem to, to be a fairly uh, capable coach. So I think he'll get another chance. Uh, the brother in Houston, raw deal for him. But I think... Uh, I'm gonna get on out. I'm, 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 I'm gonna get on out of here because you know, probably nobody's probably made it this far anyway. I said what I said. You know, I said what I wanted to say. Looking forward to a guest next week. Hope this 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 brother keeps his word. Hey, enjoy. T- uh, you know, the start to 2022. Make this the year that you do something besides listening to these race these uh, race hustlers. <laughs> And 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 uh, send you their their uh, ways to uh, donate to their causes and shit, and keep them from having a boss. Anyway, let me get on out of here, man. It's always personal peace. <laughs>